Welcome to the Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army Talker United podcast with Guy and David. We we had hoped to have two games to talk about uh, yeah. on this week's podcast, but it turned out to only be one, and what a game that was, which we'll come to in a little while. And still much to discuss. Still much to discuss. <laughs> Let's start with the uh, the hot topic on social media today. We're talking on Thursday, of course. Are we signing Tyler Harvey from Truro? Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> not as far as I know. Uh, it would appear not. never say never in football. Uh, certainly the club are expressing mystification about this. Yeah. Um, just come from Gary Johnson's press conference and he certainly, and he normally gives a bit of a hint if something's in the air. Yeah. Um, I know United have looked at him. Uh, well, why wouldn't you? Scoring a lot of goals. 17, 18 goals yeah, and he, he impressed in both of the games for Truro at, at Plainmore. Yeah. I know that they've had a look at him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, wondering at what level he could possibly play at. Um, but Gary Johnson was giving no indication this morning at all that he was, and, and we, I put it to him about, because obviously yeah. this is a topic that the sports have been discussing, i.e. that the size of the squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, there was one tweet I thought was very unnecessarily aggressive. You know, I, uh, whoever it was, I don't know, was, I have, my issue is Johnson's yeah. brother hasn't bought anybody in. Mm. Well, Hang on a minute. The manager has quite yeah, a lot to do yeah. do with that, and you know Gary Johnson has said repeatedly that 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 he's happy with this this squad and, yeah. and this group of players. Um, but he was stressing it's not as if they're not looking; they're looking all yeah. the time. And, and I dare say Tyler Harvey is one of the players they have been looking at. But in answer to your original question, uh, not as far as I know. Because there's always a player, isn't there, at any time of any season that the supporters look at a player at somebody else's club and think, oh, he could do a job for us. And of course, in these days of social media, it doesn't take much to um, to start something, start a ball rolling. No. Um, but as far as we know... Well, and good, also... Good Tyler player Hart. though he is. Oh no, yeah, he's yeah, decent. Yeah. He's decent, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, uh, it was interesting, what was it? <laughs> Lee Robinson, the tour manager, was saying that uh, he's one of the top scorers in the division, dis- despite a... Despite his dreadful diet. Dreadful diet, that, yes. or something like that. I don't that, know what but, he eats, mind you. No, but, well, uh, there you go. Um, but, and the fact, obviously, that he plays for Truro yeah. is, is, you know, more grist to the mill, isn't it? But uh, I, I'm certainly not expecting him to be lining no. lining up. And, and I know that outside the league, of course, you can still do business and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, let's face it, he's under contract, I imagine, at yeah. Truro until yeah. the end of the season. How much would Truro demand? I mean, what, do they let him go to Torquay on a free transfer? No. Don't think they so. Want the, well, I mean, Truro yeah. could do with the money as well. Absolutely. They, so, um, yeah. so uh, you know, no, not as far as I know. Okay. So let's talk about Tuesday night first because we were all looking forward massively to a game against Chelmsford. That's twice we've been looking forward massively to a game against Chelmsford uh, and the weather had the last laugh, didn't it? It was pretty bad all the way through Tuesday. And I think it's fair to say that if we'd started the game on Tuesday night, we certainly wouldn't have finished it. Well, it, um, it emptied uh, I, down, obviously, it? I'm sure all the listeners will have will have heard and read Gary Johnson's comments afterwards. You know, he he, you know, the game was in doubt. Yeah. Uh, um, for some time during the day, United couldn't at that stage, uh, eleven o'clock in the morning, stop Chelmsford from travelling because the pitch was still technically playable. Yeah. Around lunchtime. Um, which is also when they had their first conversation with James Durkin, the referee. Now um, he's, he's up at Poole or yeah, something, isn't he? Dorset. Yeah, Dorset. Yeah. And so, um, but as things went on, uh, um, you know, <laughs> duly, what forecast duly arrived, of course, 
at six o'clock. So everybody knew what was coming in yeah. on top yeah. of the surface water, which was all over the pitch and the covers. Um, a, a little shout for Julian Goulthorpe, the United groundsman here, who, uh, as we, as Gary Johnson was conducting his press conference after the uh, 2-1 defeat by Western Supermare, Julian Goulthorpe and his staff were already putting the covers down because, of course, we knew what was coming on Sunday with the wind and the rain. And it's a heavy old job, isn't it? You're telling me, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, it isn't just a bit of, like, you put your tent up on holiday <laughs> or anything like that. Um, it's not a ground sheet job. Um, uh, and and during, uh, he put more covers down on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and um, fractured his thumb, <laughs> and was yeah. and, and yeah. was blown off his feet <laughs> by by when a, a gust of wind caught one of them. And of course, these these are big, heavy covers. Yeah. Um, so injured in the course of duty, uh, has done his absolute best to try and cover up the worst areas of the, uh, of the pitch. Um, but during the course of Tuesday, it quickly, it quickly it became apparent that the yeah. game was in doubt. And uh, United contacted the National League and the referee. And the National League said, well, if you, have to, if you want an early decision, you have to uh, enlist the help of uh, a referee in your area who must be grade three standard or higher. Yeah. I apologise for listeners for not knowing exactly what league that means, but we're probably talking... Western League... They, they, couldn't, uh, you know. they couldn't just have called Stan Whedon. <laughs> no, I beg pardon. No, exactly, no. Well, he would have done it. He'd have done yeah. it. Yeah, he'd have um, done the job. And uh, none were available. Mm. Um, I'm told they contacted 12 referees. They were all at work, quite right yeah. too. Uh, can't just drop in at a later. So that the issue was handed back to James Durkin, who couldn't get down until half past five. Yes, I'll be on my way and I'll have a look when I get there. Yeah. Um, and he and his dad, Paul, who used to be a football league referee that many older supporters will... A very good one as well. ...remember yeah. fondly, um, were, were duly held up in traffic. Yeah. Didn't get to play more until around about six o'clock just before. And then uh, by that stage, Chelmsford are already uh, have arrived. Yeah. Um, the players are standing around looking... You must yeah. pardon. <laughs> We're not going to play on this, are we? Um, and uh, James Durkin eventually goes out on the pitch. I was there um, uh, uh, and throws the ball up into the air. I, I was going to say, talk us. Not many people, not many of us have been to, at a pitch inspection. No, what, you wouldn't pay to get what, in. No, would you, you no. wouldn't. But what does he do? You know, is it just a question of walking up and down and going, don't like the look of this very no, much? No, no. Uh, um, uh, there's various things to be taken into consideration. Obviously, the underfoot conditions, uh, top of the thing. But will the ball bounce? Will it run? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, that all feeds into the safety of the players, which is the paramount importance. So... Um, you know, James Durkin's driven all the way down from Dorset. He's got to, he's got to do something worthwhile out there, hasn't he? In Indeed, other words, if he yes, if he'd put his yeah. nose out through the door and gone, no, that's it. But he he tries to do the right thing, goes out onto the pitch. I couldn't see the point of him actually going towards the best bits of the pitch and throwing the ball up, uh, which he did a couple of yeah. times. But he then had did a look. It, he did could, it even bounce on those? It, it did bounce yeah. once, but it wouldn't bounce a second time, if you know what I mean. So he, he had a good look round, uh, and I think just to be 110% sure, he then said, look, I want to have a look underneath the covers. So yeah. Julian's got to start getting a couple of the covers off. Gary Johnson, as he walked past, said, well, why do you think we've covered it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Which is a it? fair yeah. point yeah. in the circumstances. Um, and they weren't falling out over it, don't worry. There was no sort of, you know, um, angst or anything like mm. that. Um, Julian gets 
a quarter, uh, um, a, a corner, a, yeah. a couple of corners of the covers up, which of course has got surface water on them. Yeah. So when you take these covers up, I mean, if to have got all the covers up, I'm told takes more than an hour. Right. Because yeah. if you just tip the covers up, what's going to happen to the water on top? Just go straight back Onto into the, the pitch. Yeah. So then that's yeah. it. so you have to find a way of getting the water off the covers before you actually lift them off. Anyway, a couple of cover corners comes up. James Durkin walks back out again, takes one look and says, right, you can forget it off. So that decision came. I looked at my phone straight as he, as, as he went like that, and I'm, yeah. I'm giving it the, the off sign at 20 past six. Yeah. Now, yeah. in all of this, you know, you cannot win in these situations. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You've got supporters who are looking forward to or hoping that a very important game takes place. They have made plans. They're probably already setting out for the match. In fact, I'm sure they are. Um, uh, well, uh, we, we know somebody who got... A shout out to Paul yeah, Bastard, yeah. who many United listeners and United supporters will know, who'd set out from Manchester as usual and got as far as Kurzweil Gardens before he heard it was off. Well, a, exactly. Round the roundabout and back again. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so maybe one or two people who were walking past me in the aftermath of it to complain should think that maybe, well, I haven't had to do that. Yeah. Um, but no, and, and I, I, I was wondering, you know, the club never called an official inspection. No. It was, no. in other words, yeah. that once they knew that they couldn't get a local referee in to do it, and that the issue was being handed back to the referee. He was getting to the ground around about half past five. That was his plan. Yeah. And was then going to have a look. But I don't know, could you be critical of the club for not... Let's face it, they'd, they'd felt the game was in doubt all the way through the game. Yeah, they, they, all the they, way could have, the day. they could have flagged that up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Having said that, if, if on the odd few percent that the, the game might have gone on in some shape or yeah. form... You know, you're probably asking for a thousand less people to turn up, yeah. and it's hugely important revenue, you know, uh, to the club. So, um, in the end, the quite the correct decision was made. Yeah. Um, the circumstances were not great, and of course, that was the point that Gary Johnson made afterwards. And I think what he's saying, he didn't say it at the time, but I, I, you know, I'm sure he's been thinking about it since, and we all have, is that surely the National League and other leagues as well, yeah. the answer to these situations is instead of expecting some grade three referee to drop everything at work and head into play more, which is probably not practicable anyway, shouldn't there be a panel of experienced ex-referees maybe, yeah. retired referees, people who the National League trust, who are neutral, don't have any particular axe yeah. to grind, because clearly they don't trust the clubs to make these decisions. Or oh, else they no, would, wouldn't they? Yeah, you know? I mean, it, that it, not that it would happen with no. either of the clubs involved, but it would be open to absolutely interpretation. Right, yeah. We can think of Load managers of down yeah, the years absolutely. at different clubs who might have played that Quite. to their advantage. Yeah. Get the sprinklers turned yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the dressing room cold. You, you, you can't <laughs> do that these days because the social media is far <laughs> too active. But in other words, have a small group of, of retired referees, people you trust, officials, yeah. etc., who are on call... You wouldn't need them on call very often. What? Friday afternoons, yeah, possibly yeah. Saturday mornings, and a Tuesday yeah. for a Tuesday night match. It's not the, it's not the whole week um, that you could go to and you're 99% certain they can get along there straight away yeah. and deal with it that way. And trust them to and make, trust them to make yeah. the, 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 yeah. the decision. That, to me, unless someone's got a 
great point that I haven't thought of, seems to be the sensible way forward. To expect this, this thing to work on an ad hoc basis yeah. is asking for trouble. And of course, that's what sort of happened on Tuesday night. And Gary was very frustrated about all of that. He yeah. sort of said, look, yeah. this game was... A, it was going to be struggle to get on anyway, and B, there's no way it was going to finish. I mean, at, at no. 20 past six, yeah. when Paul Durkin made the decision, it was tipping down, and it didn't stop, as had been forecast. So even if he'd started, which which was... Un- the pitch was unplayable. Yeah. But even if he'd started, it wouldn't have made half-time. No. no. So, um, and is that the right way forward? No, of course it isn't. Sure. Um, so, there you go. So the question has to be asked, do you... I mean, there is a, an area of the Playmore pitch which is troublesome yeah. at the moment, isn't there? How much has that ground share with Truro for the first half of the season contributed to that, do you think? Well, it's the sort of, it's not the elephant in the room, but it, but it yeah. kind of, whatever the phrase is to, that's nearly that. Um, uh, you know, it's... It can't have helped. You and I it? remember the pitch in September, October time. And yeah. it was bloody good. Mm. Uh, all the work had been done in the summer on it. We were all we, we were amazed that it was good as it was by the start of the season. Yeah, uh, you know, with all with the drainage work and the complete relaying of the pitch, and it was it was absolutely fine. Then a combat a sheer weight of games. Yeah, you know, two yeah. and more than two a week, and then of course we're getting wetter and wetter winters. Yeah, has taken its toll, and and we've got the pitch that it is now. I, I think the 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 only plus of the situation is that. Um, Chris Ralph, before he left for Plymouth, and Julian Gawthorpe since, have, even though it's been battered and looks not great, it is flat. And Gary Johnson has said that. He said, I would rather play on Playmore as battered as it is at the moment yeah. because it's flat. That uh, um, They've managed that the worst areas of the pitch are the mud is flat. Yeah. It's not bobbly. It doesn't, you know, which United have had to contend with on quite a few away games. With without the sort of ground staff that United have got, yeah, um, and the, without the work that goes into the pitch. So at places like, with all due respect, Bath's pitch wasn't wasn't great. Uh, East Thurrocks, by all accounts, mm. wasn't great. Wellings weren't wasn't great. They looked all right, yeah. But you try and pass the ball on them, um, uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of other grounds uh, around the league in the same boat. Yeah. Plainmore is at least flat, so you can play football on it. But it's a great shame that all that work, I'm not saying it's all been wasted, and I dare say, given a summer's growth and all that yeah. kind of stuff, it'll come up and it'll look great again next August. But um, but this it, does make the case, doesn't it? I mean, we've said it before and we'll say it again, makes the case for these new generation artificial pitches, doesn't it? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I think old farts like you and me, you know, find those hard to get our heads around yeah. as a, as a, but they are happening more and more and more, aren't they? And, and the quality of them, of course, is getting better and better. Um, you know, we're now up to four gener- fourth generation 4G pitches. Um, and, and I've just been up at South Devon College watching them train on, on one up there. So, yeah. uh, <clears throat> it, it, <laughs> Russia, they're playing on all of them. How many? Yeah. Are, I think they're about... Twelve or fifteen yeah. pitch, uh, clubs in Scotland already yeah. play on them. All the Scandinavian countries have started bringing them in, haven't they, for obvious reasons? Yeah, so that's yeah. right. It's just you know that that I think that the all the United fans and, in fairness, Truro fans as well, right from the word go with this deal. All right, whatever the financial implications were, whatever the advantages from one side or the other, the fact was that everybody knows that, you know, 
the pitch is going to suffer yeah. big time. Yeah. And Gary, and this rings a massive bell with Gary Johnson, of course, is because he went into Cheltenham, who had as many United fans who used to go to watch games, Cheltenham talkie games, will tell you that Wadden Road had one of the best pitches in yeah. the league and won awards for it. They then went into a ground share with Gloucester City and the thing was smashed to pieces. Yeah. And so uh, for Gary Johnson, who I think has been quite polite about it all, you know, he's, he's again, he's, he's been very careful and you would do, wouldn't you, not to make an issue of this yeah. because it then starts to rebound on you, doesn't it? But, yeah. um, so this rings, a, you know, this must have seemed like deja vu to him. Here we go again. I've, I've, the, my, the next club I go to has got another ground share yeah. deal. But um, there we go. It's, it, it is, is what it is. It is what it is. And Truro yeah. are back at Truro Road now. And um, uh, at least Julian Gilthorpe has got, what, uh, 10 days to try and um, get it back for, yeah. for Dartford at home in, on Saturday week. And just one last footnote on Tuesday night. It's not all beer and skittles for um, reporters and photographers up there, is it? Well, uh, you and I were, were, were patting quite rightly Sean Hernan, the uh, pinnacle photographer, on his head for, for the, the fantastic picture that he produced of Stan Whedon, the replacement linesman, yeah, in front of the yeah. pop side last week. And I think people must people are always saying to me, oh, what a great job you've got, Dave, sat being paid to go and watch football matches. And I'm sure people will say to people like Sean, oh, what a wonderful job that is, taking football. Well, Sean, believe you me, didn't look all that happy <laughs> standing in the rain on a Tuesday night watching a pitch inspection. It's not what you, your vision of a, it's of, not a excitement a, of an exciting yeah. life as a sports photographer. So um, you take the rough with the smooth, don't you? Indeed. So I wish we could get through this podcast today without talking about the Western Supermare game last Saturday, but we can't. So um, so let's plough straight into it. No. That wasn't the talk of United we've come to know and love this season, was it? Far from it. Do you know, I, 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 in the aftermath of it all, I mean, you know, it was the biggest shot result of yeah. the season it was the result that couldn't possibly happen we, surely we we did say i mean and, and not just us all talkie fans knew it was going to be a scrap yeah. because of what we'd seen from western up, up there, there in october yeah but um, um it, it turned into more of a scrap than we thought well i i think we all felt watching and chatting to the united staff and one or two of the players they absolutely agree that it wasn't right from the first whistle. Mm. There, there, were, there were mistakes being made, unnecessary yeah. mistakes being made, almost from the first kick. Gary Johnson said it afterwards. Um, and you think to yourself, why is this? How on earth is, is, is that? Uh, and you know, my only, I've got two thoughts on, on, on this. One is that if you're Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo and you're, and you're on 95%, yeah. You've still got a pretty good player on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a player at National League South level or even National League or even League 2 and you have a player at that level on 95% makes problem. a difference, doesn't problem. it? Yeah. These yeah. lads need to be absolutely on it mm -hmm. as near to their 100% every single week to deliver a performance. And it has to do with decision making, you know, Liam Davis what a player he is. Yeah. He is the best Agreed. attacking left yeah. back in the in the National League South by a country mile and probably <coughs> big pardon in the National League if and when you know if we if we get there. And yet he tried to beat that little number 7 of Western after 3 minutes not far outside his area. Yeah. Got robbed, yeah. you know, and uh, 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 Sean McDonald made a fairly routine save in the end. Uh, and straight away, you know, you go, why has he done that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and 
Liam Davis was out there trying his, trying his heart mm. out just the same as everybody else was. He wasn't trying to make that mistake. But you just sometimes it's almost against the lower teams. You have to be even more brutal yeah. and even more sort of single-minded than you are against the real good sides where it almost takes care of itself. Because they came with a very effective game plan, didn't they? They slowed everything down. They got into Once they got faces. the lead, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the point. And I think quite a few people have, have, have looked into that and said, if United get in front, yeah. they are not, not impossible, but they are very hard to beat. Yeah. Because A, they're capable of hitting teams on the break and scoring more goals. All the figures tell you that. And B, it forces the other team to come out. Yeah. And of course, if the other team scores... Different. Welling did it at, at uh, um, uh, in the game up there. Um, uh, immediately, it's a whole different mindset, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and Western certainly. We've seen other teams that play more, slowing it down even at nil nil. Yeah. Um, uh, and people screaming at the referee to book the goalkeeper. You know, uh, <laughs> having a drink in, in between goal kicks and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Uh, and referees are caught. You know, if if I book him in the first half. It's all going to kick off, yeah. isn't it, with, yeah. with, with the opposition, etc., etc., etc. And but the point was, United didn't start well enough. No, that's the top and bottom of it. And talk, talking about um, bookings as well, we've got both centre backs booked quite Again, early. Just as it happened at Welling yeah. in the two 0 defeat at Welling, um, Sandals White and um, Carl Cameron both got booked in the first half an hour at, yeah. at Welling for different reasons. And again, the other night. Uh, on Saturday, Niate and Carl Cameron, who were just back from that suspension, yeah. they also got booked. And um, I so, mean that inhibits a defender, doesn't it? If, if he's already seen a yellow card early in the game, it's bound to change his game. You have to, you have to be careful from yeah. then on, don't you? And and um, you know, look, uh, Weston came, got a goal, which yeah. again from another mistake. Yeah. You know, yeah. a, a, an early goal was it? What was it? Ten minutes, something yeah. like that. You know, whatever. Um, and sat in, dug in, played their hearts out, worked their backsides off. Yeah. Just what would what would you not expect? Still scrapping. The thing the thing that's done my head in is that they were home to Wheelston on Tuesday night and got done five nil. Where did that come from? I know. In other words, still, they were still celebrating from Saturday. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, this is a team that's tr trying to str fight to stay up, yeah. which is the team we saw last Saturday. What on earth happened at Western on, on Tuesday night? I mean, all right, let's say Wheelston, who are going for the playoffs and are half decent, um, one nil maybe, two one, yeah. you know, I said five, five nil? nil. What was it? Was it a late deluge of goals? I didn't. I, think I didn't it look may at the have times. Been, yeah, I think yeah. I think there may have been. Yeah, but uh, but getting back to the bigger picture, uh, the best team, the best Talk United team that you and I and many of us have seen at Plainmore for the last 30, 40 odd years, yeah. which Lee Rory's senior's promotion team in 2004 with David Graham, Joker Four, Alex, um, Alex Russell, Jason, yeah. that, that, that wonderful, wonderful passing team. They lost twice to Rochdale. In El Clasico. Yeah. Yeah. Home and away, they lost to Rochdale, whose, the points they took off Torquay kept them up in, in the football league. Yeah. And you think, there's no way that team's going to lose twice to, to a team in Rochdale. They did. Yeah. Uh, they lost at home to Burton Albion, who were in the bottom half of the conference at the time in the FA Cup. These things happen. Yeah. We, we sit and try and work them out and think, well, how's that happened? And we end up shaking our heads and saying, well, that's football. Yeah. 
And, um, uh, you know, what, the important thing now is that on the back of, of that defeat last Saturday, uh, and, you know, let's face it, Bath wasn't that long ago, mm. Welling, you know, fairly recent, and United have also been conceding they've a few goals. A couple, they, yeah, but... I think 13 goals yeah. conceded in the last seven games. But um, we had a chat with, with Gary Johnson about it today, about that, and he said, look, do you think we're not working hard on these sort of stuff? Of course, they're, they're, they're trying to improve mm. yeah. United's defence to make sure these things don't happen. They are a young defence apart from Liam Davis, Winter, Niate, Sandals White, Cameron, Sean McDonald. All these lads are very early, comparatively early in their pro yeah. career, senior yeah. pro career. So <clears throat> they are going to make mistakes from time to time. Um, and uh, uh, they've got some big old games, yeah. pressure matches coming up now. Before we leave the Western game, we have to a word in passing for the lad who scored the winning goal. Alex Bray? Well, when Mark McGregor, he's, he's yeah. on loan from Rotherham, by the way, yeah. which isn't a bad standard of football. Uh, used to be at Swansea. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm I, remiss of me that I should have made a point of asking him, but I'm 99% certain that when Mark McGregor sent him on at one all, yeah. just after United's equaliser in the 70th minute, I'm pretty sure he said, look, get out on the wing, we'll give it to you and hang on to the thing for us yeah. for, for yeah. five minutes. And if you can get it into the corner flag, that's fine. And of course, well, I mean, it's, it's a, that's as good a goal as you'll <coughs> see at Playmore all season. Wasn't well, it? If, you're surprised, if you look at the video, it's how far into his own half he was when he got the ball. When, when yeah, I mean, there was a, again, United lost possession a yeah. bit, uh, um, gave the ball away, he picks it up. Conan Lemonhaven so, does try to clean him out he in does, front of the box yeah, side. And, as he heads down the left hand to yeah. hand, tight to the touchline, wasn't yeah, it? It's not yeah. like he's in. It's a proper he's, winger's he's, run, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, pace, skill. Yeah. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, there's quite a lot of grass in front of him. Yeah. Uh, and he runs, he runs it, he starts cutting in towards goal at the Babacombe end. Uh, Jenison Mari Williams, who of course was on loan at United, or no, I think he was, yeah, he was free, here, uh, yeah, non-contract yeah, yeah, here at United yeah. last, last season. He's running down the middle of the pitch, unmarked, screaming at Bray to square the ball to him, to, to, to knock it into the thing. I'm sure Bray gave him the eyes or gave... McDonald yeah. the ice in the United goal and instead of passing squaring the ball back for a for a tap in he's gone and <laughs> drilled it underneath yeah. McDonald himself and terrific, scored it was a, it was a hell of a goal terrific wasn't goal it? I wish yeah. it hadn't been the winning goal in the game no, but of course, fair play if you haven't seen not. it yet of seek it out not. and have no, one. no it, it was a, it, in the circumstances it was it was a it was a great effort um and well I think everybody was just stunned weren't, yeah. weren't they uh, uh, when United came back and equalized one all non-stop pressure through the second mm. half I think well you and I looked at each other and said shall we put both our mortgages on a United I, winner we, now we, we are going to win this game that's now. right yeah. and how wrong can you be indeed so in the wake of that I mean I know you've been talking with Gary Johnson about this this morning about strengthening the squad that seems to come up now and then but um, you know he's obviously he's got the current squad to commit themselves in the long term he's he's that's a factor. he's pretty happy with the squad as it stands i you know we we ask this on a regular basis and he takes a dip, a big sigh and goes <laughs> you're asking me again lads aren't you and we say well yeah because quite a lot of supporters are are, yeah. are asking about this and and you know his view is look if united win promotion this decision not to strengthen the squad more than he has done will look like a great decision um and only he can make it. Yeah. You know, he's he's got the squad that he's built 
not he inherited most of them, but 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 that he's tweaked and strengthened. Um, this is a squad which has taken United from the bottom half of the con- of the National League South to the top to the spot, very top, yeah, uh, uh, in the space of what is it, five months or something mm. like that, five or six months. Um, uh, he's he's working to improve them as we go along, which he, you know they're cl- clearly not infallible. Um, and he feels that uh, um, he keeps stressing. Look, if anything happens to take a, an important player out, yeah, um, they're ready to go. They they have yeah. a, they have a list of players that they have available that they can go and get. I'm pretty, uh, and yeah, that he and Peter Johnson, his brother, yeah. um, who's the chief scout, have, have identified and they know they're available. I think just at the moment he can't with 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 uh, with Talk United's strongest first team and. Okay, Opie Edwards is still sidelined. Yeah. But on the whole, everybody, Sandals White will be fit this weekend. I think Johnson, well, obviously, he feels, look, these lads are good enough. Yeah. Over the last five months, they proved they're good enough. Well, they we, have. We, they, yeah. They've won yeah. more games and scored more goals than, any, than anybody else by a country mile. Um, it's, it's only it's, a little bit of a wobble at the moment. It, People are feeling it because we didn't have the game on Tuesday. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, and, of course, this also feeds into the fact that... that it's almost as if things haven't been going great recently. Well, they have. They've not been yeah. going bad. No. Okay, United struggled to win at East Thurrock, but they won there. Um, they beat Dulwich Dur- Dur- Hamlet five two after yeah. coming back from the Welling game. I think those two followed each other. So um, you can get yourself. I think people's hopes and expectations, and quite right to understand, we are so high after everything that's gone on in the last few years, and. The, the criticism, if you want to call it criticism, is, is not really criticism. It's just worry. Yeah. It's just worry and anxiousness that United go on and finish this. Yeah. So let's look ahead to the Billericay game on Saturday then, because it's part... I mean, the fixtures... There are tricky fixtures coming now, aren't there? There are a lot of a lot of big games coming now. It's Billericay. Uh, next game is Dartford at home. They're, they're in playoffs. They're decent. Away to Concord Rangers. Going for the playoffs. Home to Wealdstone. Similar. And they've just put five past Western Supermare. Then uh, there's the Woking game. Well, comes up after April, that. Which April we all... the 6th, which is, um, speaks for itself. And we'll have another go at fitting the Chelmsford game Which in will go in some sometime point. during that that um, that spell. Um, no date for the rearrangement yet. I know when Chelmsford would like it. Um, but United is that not uh, necessarily the same time as Torquay would like it? <laughs> no, no. Um, so they're talking that over at the moment. Um, but no, th- these are all games against. It's the business end of the season. Yeah, now, and, 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 yeah. and these are games just as Woking have got a similar spell coming yeah. up against teams who are right behind them. Um, uh, it, going for a playoffs, maybe automatic yeah. promotion. I mean, it's worth remembering there's an eight-point gap between Woking and Torquay and the rest. Yeah. Now with ten yeah. games to go, that's it's a lot. Isn't all right, it? yeah. it's not done and dusted. Of course it isn't, but but that's a health. You, you'd take that, wouldn't yeah. you, most times? But uh, um, United have got to go to a club like Billericay. Um They won at playing more four nil on the opening day of the season. Jake Robinson scored all four goals against uh, Truro City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the owner said, "Well, we'll win this league, <laughs> no no problem at all." Well, it hasn't quite worked out like that. Um, they're still in with a shout. They're, they're still back in up with a big again shout, though, after a real yeah. roller coaster yeah. up and down season, which is quite regular at Billericay. They've lost some of their big names, haven't they? Well, they had a they they they, they should we say lightened the wage bill a bit? Yeah. Uh, halfway through the season, um, they're currently on their third manager. Well, actually, he's the manager they started with, but <laughs> who left and is now yeah. back. 
Um, they had a horrendous spell around January and February, which dropped them right out of contention. But Harry Wheeler, the manager who started the season there, has gone back yeah. um, and has turned things around again. Uh, and and you'd, you, you would think, yeah, bit of Ricky are on a bit, a bit of a roll. And then what happens last Saturday? They go to East Thurrock and lose, right. who are one, two places off the bottom and lose 2-1. If you'd predicted all of those results, you'd be a very rich man, wouldn't well, you? Well, not one of the top 11 teams won last Saturday no. and not one of the bottom seven lost. That is, takes some, take some getting your head around, doesn't it? Yeah, it does indeed. But it's going to be a tough game, isn't it, Billericay? Yeah, no. will take plenty up for Billericay. They yeah, always and, do for and they game. are packed with, with, with very experienced players, ex-league players. You look like, you know, you look at people... Um, Adam Coombs, who's probably their most dangerous striker, big, strong yeah. uh, from Welling. Jake Howells, United have bumped into him a few times um, yeah. uh, um, uh, at, uh, <coughs> at, at um, Dagenham and Redbridge. Mm -hmm. Very just good players. Yeah. You know, Moses Emmanuel, we've come across him. Jamal Lozer, um, uh, played for Maidstone, yeah. South End in yeah. the past. Just, just there, they've got, and also Michia Fete who, of course, spent oh, the yes. whole of last yeah. season here on yeah. loan from Norwich, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Eventually freed there. He's played for Bath. I think he's played for, yes, Bath, and then he went to went, yeah. went, went to Billericay. So he'll be I having a go. I he was there. That'd be interesting. <coughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and in goal, a guy called Alan Julian, at 35 years old, mm. played for almost every club south of <laughs> Luton yeah. uh, over, over the years. Um, so no, this will be very tough, and they will. S Gary Johnson has been talking about all these games being cup finals. Well, Billericay will certainly see Saturday as their cup final. Be a big game. Um, before we go, we just need to mention Netflix one more time because the response. If anybody hasn't seen it yet, it's well worth a look. The Losers documentary, The Jaws of Victory. Um, Talking United, you're in it, Dave, you're in it a lot. There's lots of uh, cartoon action as well. John Lovis, presumably every time John Lovis goes to the gents, he'll see himself in cartoon form. You'll know, <laughs> you'll know what I mean if you've seen the uh, if seen the thing. But the response has been very good. They're chapping the well, Guardian writing about it the other day, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, we, you know, you and I were have followed it from the very first phone calls and emails that came in from New York. All those. Yeah, know, eighteen months ago, and 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 uh, it's it's a great relief. The a the fact that most people seem to like it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I was petrified. I thought, oh no, I'm gonna get we're gonna get so much stick, and and people aren't gonna like the way it was done, and they're not gonna like the way the treatment and and and, and you know blah blah blah. Well, thankfully, most people seem to think it's, it's all the responses good. I've seen have been <clears throat> positive. Yeah, it's, and it's, and it's generated. Yeah, uh, uh, and I think this is worth remembering. It's generated extraordinary amount of interest. I suppose it just it just underlines how big Netflix is, and yeah. and yeah. you know, and, and how and, many people have got it, and how many people have got it. Because <laughs> when when we first said it was coming out on Netflix, I must confess, I thought, well, you know, not many people are going to see that. It's not as if it's on a national network or something. But everybody's seen it. So many people have got Netflix, and and you on the United Twitter feed, uh, people contacting yeah. from America, yeah, uh, um, you know. Australia, people watching, some with talky connections, others with no talky connection at all, but have suddenly latched on to the fact that there is this football club in, in, in Turkey yeah. and this is a big part of their, you know, extraordinary history. Yeah. I'll be following Turkey from now on, presumably wherever that, you know, in, in 
small town somewhere in the middle of, of America. And, and, you know, it's a great thing that it this, is. this happens yeah. to... The Yellow a, Army is growing uh, yeah, ever yeah. bigger. And, and it's just good fun, isn't it? And, and just really relieved that it has gone down quite well. People do seem to enjoy yeah. it. They don't... I think they get it now, the whole losers thing. I think people understand that it's not meant to take the mick no. out, out, of, out of everybody. It, the whole series is about people who have spent most of their lives not winning things, <clears throat> but are yeah. still important and occasionally heroic and, yeah. and gutsy all the same and, oh. and, are, and, is, and, are, and are worth celebrating. I wonder if they'll make any more. I might have to email Mickey and ask him because one or two people have said that they've enjoyed the other ones in the series. And of course, there's that extraordinary story about the racehorse that we alluded to um, yeah. a few weeks ago, which yeah. isn't in which the series. Which isn't in the series. No, I don't and, know quite and what's should, happened to that. should be a, uh, yeah, a good quite. one if they well, whether, ever do. Whether they ran into problems with that in the end and, and, yeah. and obviously they couldn't they couldn't make it in, in, in this series. But... Um, I still haven't seen the the, the the dog sled racing one yet. I must. Uh, You're a big fan uh, of dog sled uh, racing, aren't you? Well, you, why not? Um, uh, when you live on the moor, yeah, it's the only way um, to get around. No, exactly. Um, no, so so all good, and um, just glad that it's given Talkie United a a, a a bit more exposure Indeed. than it might otherwise yeah. have done. All very positive. Thank you very much for your time. This has been the Devon Live Herald Express Talking United Yellow Army podcast ahead of the uh, the game at Billericay. If you're going up to Billericay, have a safe journey. Enjoy them and give them a cheer for us. It's another one of those fixtures where it's the big one against Billericay, isn't it? Who'd have ever thought? <laughs> who'd have ever thought? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. And as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.